This message was recorded during a live service at Temple Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us as we love God, share life, and serve Christ. I am uh, preaching through Romans um, chapter 12, and <clears throat> I, um, I started this um, journey through Romans 12 last fall in response to our church's decision to, to take um, a path toward revitalization. And uh, if, if you have a bulletin, if you turn to the back of the bulletin, I, uh, I gave kind of an update, but at the very top of that article that I wrote, there's a definition of revitalization, and it's good for us to be reminded about what that is. Uh, church revitalization is doing the spiritual work that invites a movement of God directing the church toward greater health and wholeness, leading to growth and reproduction. That's, that's been our prayer. That's been our 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 effort as a church, but especially as a, a group of, of folks in our church who have said, I will join a team that will work toward that honoring goal of church revitalization. Uh, that, that team got together last fall. We um, met together, we prayed together, we prayed as a church together. The group of people, there were about eight people in our, our church who volunteered to be a part of the revitalization team, uh, put together a survey that we used uh, back at the early part of this year, and we distributed the survey and asked people in our church to fill it out. The, the effort was to kind of get, I don't know, a, a sense of what are some of the things that are, are going well, our strengths, what, are we, what is God doing in our church that we all say, thank you, Lord, for, for doing this with us. And also, Lord, what are some of the things that maybe you want us to do better? Uh, this revitalization, what kind of spiritual work should we, should we take on so that we could do more of what you want us to do? We could be more of what you want us to be. You might remember that survey. We, uh, we distributed, people filled it out, some people did it online. Um, we got the results, and then all of a sudden, our, our whole world was turned on its ear, and the, the novel coronavirus spread, and spread not only in China, but throughout Europe, and then came to the United States, and in response to that, uh, well, you know that story. Um, so many things that we were doing just sort of waited. And as we thought about our revitalization, we all sort of agreed on, on the team that let's just kind of wait and see what's going to happen. Um, things are different now. Let's, let's wait and see. 
And so um, we kind of adopted that wait and see attitude. And I'm, I'm not very fast to do anything. You guys who've been part of our church for a long time know that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, the, I'm the tortoise, not the hare. And uh, I like that story because the tortoise wins in the end. Um, but, uh, oh, it was back at the beginning of the summer, some people were, were saying, you know, what are, what, what are we going to do with revitalization? And, um, and I thought, that's a good question. And so I, I, I sort of formulated, and we, we sort of talked together, the team, the group of people, and we circulated some questions, and we just kind of asked, you know, are we ready to meet again? What, what do we do? What kinds of questions should we ask? Maybe we should back up and start over, or do we just pick up where we left off in March and continue on? How, how do we look at that? And, and as we asked those questions, the, the, the people on the team were, were just scratching their heads saying, we, we don't know what to do. Those questions are too hard for us. And so um, I... Uh, well, then, as, we, as I started asking those questions, a couple people on the team decided, you know, I, I'm not going to keep doing this. And so our, 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 our process was sort of stalled out. And I, I went to our, our, our deacons, and not, not for a decision, but for a conversation. Let's, let's talk about this. Um, it's always hard when people decide to leave our church. And especially people who had joined hands for this special project. And we thought, oh, you know, is Lord saying something that maybe we're not paying attention to? And, and I, I asked our deacons that question. Um, our deacons are people that our church has chosen, asked to 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 lead out not they don't make decisions on behalf of the church they don't they're not uh, decision makers they're 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 leaders that we respect and ask to um, to just stand before the Lord and help us serve people in our church so we had a meeting we uh, we met and I asked the question of these folks I, I said can we, can we think very much outside the box for revitalization? You know, it, maybe this is a good time to ask questions that we wouldn't have thought about asking six months ago. And in that conversation, it seemed to me that there were some options that we as a revitalization team could consider that might move us, get us moving again. We were sort of stalled out and we didn't know what to do. And so I, I said, how about if we consider some options that are very much outside the box? Okay, are you tracking with me? Some of you. Some of you. Okay, I see a few nods, so I'm going to keep going. If you're not tracking with me, just forgive me. It's, it's not your fault. 
And um, so, so we have been meeting as a team and talking about some of those out-of-the-box options. And I, I wrote about them in, in the bulletin. What, what are some of those things that we might consider as directions for thinking outside the box as, as revitalization for Temple Baptist Church? Okay, so that's where we are. The revitalization team is thinking about those options that I tried to describe briefly. And eventually, the revitalization team is going to bring a recommendation of some sort to the church. And the church, us, we're going to need to decide what we believe God wants us to do. Okay? And that takes me back to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. You say, that took an awful long time to get there. Yeah, I know. Let me read those verses. They're in the bulletin. You can read them with me. I've got to watch my time. On the front page, or the, the worship page, there at the bottom, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I urge you, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Did, did you think that coming here was worship? Well, kind of, but... There's real worship. Offer your, yourself, totally, your, your whole thing, lock, stock, and barrel to God. That, that's real worship. That's spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then here it is. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, here's the deal. Our church is going to have to decide what is God's will about revitalization. We are going to face that very real question. How are we going to answer it? That's what I want to talk about. How are we going to answer it? Because these verses help us understand that. Or maybe it's better to say, these verses will guide us toward the path that Scripture says we should walk so that we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. We need to do that. And it's coming soon. Our church will be faced with some important questions. How will we decide what God's will is? First thing I want us to notice is that he says, test and approve God's will. You know, sometimes we think that if we know God's will, it'll be easy. You know, well, it'll just, it's, all I got to do is know God's will, and then my, you know, the path is easy after that. It, it just... 
kind of all falls in place. It does not always fall in place. And, and knowing what God's will is does not always mean that when we see it, we're going to like it. In fact, sometimes when we actually discover what God's will is, we don't like it. As a church, we need to test and approve what God's will is about these issues of revitalization. We, it's coming, folks. It, it, we need to make some decisions. I don't know what day they'll be made. I, I'm not that clear yet, or I don't know what it is. It's not that I need to be clear. I don't know what day that will come on. But when that day comes... We will need to test and approve what God's will is. We'll need to examine it and decide this is what God wants us to do. And then we need to say, and we're on board. We are on board. We're not going to sit back and say, oh, see how that works out. They'll make a decision and I'll just watch. It is not. They will make a decision and I will watch. It is us. And when we make that decision, when we decide and test and approve what God's will is, we need to be on board because that's how God wants us to handle his will. Because his will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Doesn't mean we'll like it, but it's the way we need to walk. It will get us where he wants us to go. It will accomplish his purposes. And in the end, when we stand in judgment day, we'll be able to look back and say, thank you, Lord, that we, we could walk in your will for our life, for our church, and that decision that we made together and we worked together to approve your good, pleasing, and perfect will. That, that's my goal. That, that's where I want us to end up. But how are we going to get there? Well, we need to back up and we need to start with making ourselves living sacrifices, the whole thing. And you know what? That isn't the church. That's us as individuals. Living sacrifice is not a group effort. It is an individual challenge. Brothers, individual believers, all of us in this church family, will we start by making our lives, putting them in God's hands and saying, God, it will be whatever you want it to be. My life is in your hands. If we don't start there, I doubt that we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. And that's, that's individual. I, I'm not going to look at you and decide that. But God is looking at us and saying, you're a part of this church. You start by offering all you have to me all you have.
He says, then we need to resist conforming to the pattern of this world. I was thinking about that. You know, what makes a church successful? What, what kind of church do we think? I want to be that in that kind of church. Is that a world's definition of a church? You know, a bigger building, nicer, and, you know, more people, having lots of folks, it, dollars in the budget, and if we aren't careful, the world will define success for us, and we need to resist the world's definition of success as a church as individuals in in our work do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world do you know that you don't need to figure out the pattern of this world it is going to come to you automatically you're going to pick it up like germs off the street you won't have to try. It will come to you in every advertisement, in every billboard, in every person, in every car, in every house you see. The world will define version of success constantly to us. Its pattern will always be hitting us. We don't need to go looking for it. But we do need to resist it. Resist it. How has the world impacted my definitions of success? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. God's will will not be tested and approved if my idea of life comes from this world, I will not know it. I will not. But, he says, be transformed by the way you think. Start thinking like God wants us to think. Scripture will help us tremendously there. We can help each other think like God wants us to think. What's success? Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. There's a good measure of success. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing, teaching. There's a definition of success. Will we let God define for us what he wants us to do and be? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the way you think. When it comes time for us to decide... Our, our revitalization folks are going to pray about it. They're going to think, they're going to make a recommendation. I, I don't know for sure what that will be. 
It might be one of those things I mentioned there in the bulletin. It might be something I haven't even thought of yet. But when it comes time to talk about it, we need to think through, what does God tell us? Is this the way he wants us to operate? Is this his value? Is this the way he would define success? Is this what he wants us to do rather than will this make for a bigger building or a better budget or more programs or all the things that make for churches success? Or will it be exactly in line with what God says in his word is his success for his people, the church? Then you will be able to test and approve. Will we work together to find out? Will we ask each other hard questions? Will we examine together? Will we say, this is important. We're not just going to be careless about it. We're going to examine it together. We're going to test it. And then we're going to commit ourselves to what God wants us to do. And in the end, what he wants us to do will be good, pleasing, and perfect. It will be okay. However he ta- wherever he takes us, the road that we go on, he promises it will be okay. My purpose to begin to make us think together about a a decision that we are going to face sometime in the in the weeks I don't know weeks months I'm not sure in the relatively near future we're going to face an important decision as a church body what do we do to better be healthier and more able to serve the Lord as a church together. And we'll have to make a decision, and it will be an important decision for us to make. We want to make it well. We don't want to be conformed to the world, but we want to, we want to let God's word direct us, and we want to test it, and we want to remember that when we do what he wants, it is going to be good. And now's the time to pray and prepare and seek him so that when we get to that point of decision, we'll know his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I challenge you, as a church, will we memorize and practice these two verses from Romans chapter 12? I urge you, brothers, sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That's real worship. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Resist the world's pattern, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve God's will his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
let's find that path together and see God use our church in new and wonderful, eternally fruitful ways. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for your word and its guidance for things that we need to think about, decisions that are just around the bend. And Lord, you are, Lord Jesus, you're the head of our church and we are members of your body. And we say again that our desire is to serve you. And we need your guidance and we admit that we don't have all that we need to do this except that you give us what we need. If you don't lead us, we don't want to turn any corners or go any further. But Lord, we trust that in your direction and with your guidance that you yet have work for us to do as your people as a church, as Temple Baptist Church. And Lord, we commit together to stand before you as living sacrifices, resisting the patterns of the world, holding to your truth, and trusting, Lord, that you will guide us. And I thank you for your word that we can stand on together. Lord, we are your people. We seek you, and we thank you that you're with us. Together, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to be notified of future messages from Temple Baptist Church, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you would like to further connect with us, please visit tbcfargo.org. Until next time, we encourage you to join us where you are in loving God, sharing life, and serving Christ.